Welcome to The Deep Dive, a weekly podcast that takes a deeper look into the happenings at The Walrus. I'm Angela Misri. And I'm Simran Singh. This week, we announced the shortlist for this year's Amazon First Novel Award. This is the 46th time this prize is being given out, and The Walrus is thrilled to be a part of it. We spoke to authors Emily Austin, Lisa Bird Wilson, Pik Xuan Feng, Brian Thomas Isaac, Connor Kerr, and Amy Wall. We've asked the shortlisted authors the same five questions, and we've taken some of their answers and woven them into this episode. And stay tuned till the end of this episode when the authors tell us the books they have on their side tables right now. Question one, why is this novel important now? Good question. My name is Connor Kerr, and I'm the author of the novel Avenue of Champions. I think right now the current social cultural climate around true histories, lived experiences and stories of Indigenous peoples, and in my case, Métis peoples, is starting to break through into mainstream Canadian Western society. These stories, they were intentionally hidden for generations. So I think it's important for non-Indigenous Canadians to learn more about how these intergenerational impacts of being removed from land, being unwelcome in territories that your family's called home, forever, how they really affect youth. Hi, my name is Amy Wall, and I'm the author of We Jane. What I wanted to do and what I hoped might resonate with people was to tell a different kind of abortion story, and one that didn't need to look to the past or create some kind of dystopian future, but instead grapple with the situation as it is today, in this case, in rural Newfoundland. The increasingly grim reality is that questions of reproductive justice and access to abortion have only grown more relevant in the years that I was working on the book, and unfortunately, even more so today. We're about to watch Roe v. Wade fall in the States, and the situation feels increasingly dire. So what I imagined from the start was imagining a group of women deciding to take kind of a side road, take the situation into their own hands and look at abortion from the perspective of care work and community. Hi, my name is Emily Austin and I'm the author of Everyone in This Room Will Someday Be Dead. So this is a story about a young lesbian woman going through a mental health crisis. There is a mental health crisis among LGBTQIA plus people who are more likely to experience depression, anxiety, substance abuse, and suicidal thoughts. In Canada, we're about five times more likely to attempt suicide, and those numbers are even worse for trans people. Despite social improvements, it's clear right now when we look at our American neighbors in Florida and Texas, and even at some of our own neighbors here in Canada, homophobia, transphobia, and all forms of bigotry remain serious threats. LGBTQIA plus people are not inherently prone to depression because of their sexual orientation or gender identity. We're at a higher risk because of mistreatment and bigotry. Ultimately, my book's about how we're all gonna die and how strange it is that we exist. It isn't about homophobia. It's about a mentally ill lesbian who's deeply aware of how important everyone is and how amazing it is that we're alive. Question two, who is your protagonist? Tansay, I'm Lisa Bird Wilson and I'm the author of Probably Ruby. Probably Ruby is about Ruby, who's Indigenous and adopted, and she spends her her life really trying to figure out her identity, trying to figure out where she's come from, and trying to find her way back home. 
And so for me, Ruby represents this contemporary embodiment of what it means to be Indigenous on this land today. And if you're an Indigenous person on this continent today, that history of colonialism and violence around colonial history is part of your history no matter what. And so you see in the book that Ruby's family has that history and all of that history is sort of behind Ruby and Ruby doesn't even necessarily know it. So this is this is Ruby in the here and now, but what is it that's impacted Ruby to be where she is today? And I think that understanding that history, that shared history that we have on this land, it's not just for Indigenous people to know that and to understand it. It's not just our story, it's our shared story together. So I think that's part of why the book is um, important now to think about those concepts and those themes. Hi, my name is Pikshuan Fung, and I'm the author of Ghost Forest. So the protagonist of Ghost Forest is a visual artist who turns to her mother and grandmother to ask for their life stories after her father dies. And this family moved from Hong Kong to Vancouver in the 90s before the 1997 handover to China. This was really common. Hundreds of thousands of people emigrated from Hong Kong at the time. And it was also really common for the fathers to stay in Hong Kong to work and provide for their families. And they became known as astronaut fathers because they were always flying back and forth. So the protagonist is grieving not only the death of her father, but also his absence throughout her life. And she's trying to figure out how to do that in a family that doesn't really talk about their feelings. Question three, why are first novels special? My name is Brian Thomas Isaac, and I'm the author of All the Quiet Places. To me, I think new writers leave a piece of their heart in the pages because they've had this idea inside their head for so long. I knew of a writer who had to make a decision in her life. She was kind of at a crossroads and she said that she was either going to be a writer or an alcoholic. And I think that by getting her thoughts on paper, getting those demons out helped her get through that. Amy Wall, to someone writing their first novel, I would say protect that private space. Write your book for yourself the way you want to write it and try not to let the noise of outside voices in. You know, don't think about things like the market. Enjoy that private little world while you have it. Connor Kerr, this novel takes on so many of these important stories that I wanted to voice to just get out there. The stories that my grandmother told me that I lived through. People always talk like this book is nonfiction, like when I do interviews. And I take that as a compliment. Question four. What advice do you have for someone writing their first novel? I'm Lisa Bird Wilson. I think I probably have about three things to say to somebody who's writing their first novel. And the first would be write all the way through to the end. You can edit later, but get through your story. And that's a struggle and something that's difficult for me. And so that's advice that I try to take for myself. 
the other pieces you're going to edit more than you ever thought possible so you know i don't even know if you can prepare for that but uh it's definitely something that's going to happen and the other thing is i would say either join or even create a writing group because i think that one of the things that does is it gives you some structure around your writing and gives you a deadline to write towards so i have been in a writing group for 20 years now and I appreciate that writing group more and more as I go along because they do give me that deadline and that uh, objective to write towards, towards something that I sort of owe them the next piece of my writing. So those are my pieces of advice. Brian, Thomas, Isaac, reading the greats helped me understand the process of writing. Whenever I hit a roadblock, I would just pick up a book I liked and read. And then sometimes even just one word would get me going again. Finally, we got the full list of what all our shortlisted authors have on their side tables. So get a pen and paper handy. Raven Leilani called Luster. Also Poetry by Alex Dimitrov, a collection called Love and Other Poems. And Henry James, The Portrait of a Lady. Ridge Runner and The Outlander by Jill Adamson. The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. Medicine Walk by Richard Wagamese. The Road by Cormac McCarthy. Swollening, Jason Purcell, White My Walking by Matthew Weigel. Colson Whitehead's Harlem Shuffle. Florida Woman by Deb Rogers. Girls Can Kiss Now by Jill Gutowitz. Zoe Whittle's The Spectacular, Roxanne Gay's books, Bad Feminist Hunger and Difficult Women. Dog Flowers by Danielle Geller, it's a memoir. Michelle Good's Five Little Indians. Jenny Hagen Will's older sister, not necessarily related. The Best We Could Do by T. Bui. And Gods of Want by Kaming Chang. Writing Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmer. Just kidding, it's a long list. All the books mentioned by our shortlisted authors are in our show notes. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of The Deep Dive. This week's episode was produced by Angela Missery, Alana Hamilton, and me, Simran Singh. Angela Missery edited the episode. Thanks so much to Emily Austin, Lisa Bird-Wilson, Pixuen Fung, Brian Thomas Isaac, Connor Kerr, and Amy Wall for joining us this week. And we wish them the best of luck in their goal of winning the 2022 Amazon First Novel Award. The winner will be announced on Wednesday, June 1st. Music for this podcast is provided by Audio Jungle. Our theme song is This Podcast Theme by InPlus Music. Additional music is Stay Cool by Loops Lab, and podcast intro by InPlus Music, and Limit 70 by Kevin McLeod. Don't forget to subscribe to The Deep Dive from the Walrus on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week, when we take our next Deep Dive. Deep Dive.